This episode has a trigger warning. We discuss subjects such as incest, non-consensual fantasies and age play. You're listening to Fucks Given, the one about taboo fantasies. Hi, Florence. Hi, Reed. How are you today? Yeah, doing okay. I've been like bedbound for the past six days, stuck inside with tonsillitis, which is and not fun. Why did you get that, Reed? Because <laughs> I was. I was a mouth whore and I kissed too many people at a party after. <laughs> going to Ibiza so I don't deserve any sympathy (laughs) Mm, partying too hard and kissing too hard yeah I mean that does sound very fun to be fair yeah I actually can't say it was worth it this round of tonsillitis was actually brutal like fucking fooled me (laughs) yeah you you've been sending me the most ill voice notes in the world this week yeah you were like you were like you sound so sad I was like I didn't even feel sad man I was just I was just so out of it how are you Florence what's been going on in your life I'm okay after obviously last week's episode and stuff um definitely ups and downs um waves of emotions and stuff like that I'm okay though I'm I've just come very heavily on my period um and I do have uh the feels and the emojis today a little bit um I've also I had an experience at the weekend where I ended up going on a very spontaneous date and then very spontaneously and quickly realized that I am not ready for any type of intimacy. Like he was touching my back and my leg and then asked to kiss me and like I was like, I don't want to do any of this. I feel like really fragile inside. Like my heart feels like broken. (laughs) Yeah, you've been rocked to your core. Like it's, it's, it's for some people, intimacy can be a massive distraction and can stop them from feeling those kind of feelings temporarily or like, yeah, they use it for validation. Like I am lovable, but it sounded like your body went into pure protection mode and it was like no I don't want any of this yeah it was like I just don't touch me (laughs) yeah yeah maybe because I feel like I'm triggered because um that the last guy went into touching so quickly and it's Mm. like oh no I don't want to be trapped by this again like yeah 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 it's like the same you don't want to fall into the same patterns as before although we have to remember touching on a first date is okay as long as it's said yes consented to as long as you feel safe and it feels comfortable um yeah but yeah you have to listen to your body and listen to your gut and and make it clear yeah i think men are just giving me the ick right now they literally are i wouldn't fucking blame them either like Every single one of the dudes that you've been involved with recently. Yeah. Ick-worthy. Yeah. <laughs> Ick-worthy. Um, I, uh, yeah. You need, hold out hope. Not all dudes are icky. But I think you've got to listen to that and, and take some time. Take I, some um, time. I've come off the dating apps, most of yeah, them. Yeah, that's a big move. That's a big, strong move. And I think it's always so valuable having like time away from that and resetting yeah Um, that's what i'm gonna do yeah listen to that body of yours it's telling you what it needs 
Yeah, maybe I'll meet someone in person and it'll be wonderful. But yeah, I I wonder. It does feel like I'm just not quite ready. Yeah, I wish I could give you a big cuddle. I'm planning my next trip to LA at some point soon. Yes, early next year, I'm sure. That'll be so fun. I need you here. I miss you so much. I miss you. And then we can do like OnlyFans content. OnlyFans is popping off at the moment, everyone. Just letting you know shit is going down on our OnlyFans accounts. My God, we have like decided to take things really seriously on OnlyFans. Yeah, because it's it, when you're in a good space, it's really fun and really enjoyable and really sexy. So yeah, just been putting up some real hot and steamy first time boy girl content. So that's going out there. Y'all gotta get your ass on our OnlyFans accounts. Oh my god! And when we actually finally do this little like OnlyFans retreat thing, um, we want to like rent out somewhere really cute and just film and this just scissor. Content. Together. Oh, that's not what you're gonna say. Okay. Yeah. Well, <laughs> imagine how much money we would make if we, if we did that. How much would you pay to watch Florence and I scissor? Scissor <laughs> sisters, or like, how much would you pay? Who would you rather see eat whose pussy? Would you rather oh. see me eat Florence's pussy or Florence eat my pussy? Oh, that is a good question. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yes, please DM would, us. How much? How, like, how much would you pay? How much would you pay to see us make out? Because we mm, could definitely pay, do that. Yeah. Would you pay? Would you pay five dollars to watch a video of Florence and I make out? Oh my god! Wait, it's we're, we're worth way more than that, honey. Yeah, I know we're worth way more than that, but you know, like <laughs> we got to entice them in <laughs> somehow. We got them cheap mouths. <laughs> but yeah basically our only fans is the place to be if you're into watching us get down sexually oh my god i feel like shit is about to go down the the quality of content is going up it's becoming more sexy more outrageous more raunchy so yeah yes, also like is. we take requests you know if there's something that you want us to want us to do We'll let you know when we're going to link up and then we'll, yeah, we'll put like a, a little OnlyFans poll out and see what you want Florence and I doing to each other. Oh. <laughs> Imagine everyone's going to be like, <gasps> you know what, you know what they'll say? They'll be like, butthole. It's always the comments we get. Butthole, show me butthole. <laughs> I love it so much. And it's so like direct. There's no like, please, can I see your bum hole? It's literally like, butthole, show butthole. Yeah. <laughs> I love, I love, I love. Okay, all right. Shall we Shall we bring in our incredible guest to talk about... Erotic literature. I fucking love erotic literature. Let's do it. Hello, Carly. Hi, thanks for joining us. I'm so happy to be here. And you're in Martha's Vineyard right now. How mm. fancy. Right, so Carly Simon lives here. Barack Obama has a house here. Whoa. Yeah. And my boyfriend's dad. (laughs) Oh my God, think about all the erotic stories you could write about Martha's Vineyard. I was literally thinking, because you're staying with fam right now, are you, like, where on the scale of one to ten is the horn of needing to fuck (laughs) when you're not supposed to? Oh, yeah, that's it's big. Although we've been in a relationship for four years. So like that kind of, you know, 
It ebbs and flows. It ebbs, uh. You're right. It <laughs> definitely ebbs and flows. But I, honestly, it's like every time Christmas and you go stay with the family, like can't do anything naughty. And then all the horn suddenly comes back. And you're like, need to fuck in the squeakiest <laughs> bed of all. And it's awful. Oh, yeah, The but. beds are so fucking squeaky. So yeah, Shit. no fucking, no fucking. It no kills fucking. my sex drive. Like, I think I used to be like, I want to get caught. And now as I'm older, I'm like... I would die if I got caught that would by be someone hell. in this That's, family. That is not fun. That is not no. fun anymore. <laughs> it's such a buzzkill. <laughs> Amazing. Well, for people who don't know who you are, tell us a little bit about you and Aurora. So I am the creator of Aurora, which is a space for confessional sexy stories. So it's literary erotica and it's all based on real experiences. Um, And I started it for a ton of different reasons, but it was actually something that I was writing in my own diary, kind of exploring and like uh, trying to process through certain hookups or relationships that weren't exactly what I wanted or really hot sex. And I really wanted a space that was, you know, there's a lot of romance novels out there. And and for me, the the non-reality the fantasy of those kind of like kills it for me so I really love and in New York where I was living for the past 10 years like our stories from sex and dating are very interesting and so I felt like we should be recording these stories and sharing them and like there are a lot of stories are, you know, sometimes you do it for the story. Um, sometimes you like <laughs> yeah. can't believe the shit that you get yourself into. So it's all like really voyeuristic. Um, it's also very educational because it's really how people get off, like what brings them pleasure. And so that I love is the idea. So true. People are reading this and like learning from it. And yeah. Yeah, It's a little bit more like in depth than visual pornography because you're getting the play by play of like exactly how to touch somebody. And yeah. Oh my God, I hadn't even thought about it in that way because obviously a lot of erotica is, it's all fantasy. It's like, oh, what could this like the most make believe and it's all like very unrealistic um, gender. Or even the real stuff, even like this is a real story is all fake. It's like, it's so hard to know what's mm-hmm. real and what isn't. But that that's really fascinating. What What is it about erotic literature that gets you? Why erotic literature and not like watching porn or like looking at, I don't know, gifts on Tumblr? <laughs> well, I enjoy that as well. But, um... <laughs> we all do, we all do. Although RIP to the erotic Tumblr, that's so sad. I know. I think actually, you know, Tumblr is a great example because Tumblr was a space that you could consume pornography that it wasn't, you know, like Pornhub or YouPorn, like there's so much going on on the sides and like so much that you have to sift through before you get to a place that feels right for you. And I think that with a book, you are never going to see something that you don't want to see with stories. Like everything is up to your imagination and your mind. So you can like put anyone into it, you can put yourself into it. And I think that, you know, a lot of the time when I was watching porn, I felt questioning like do these people want to be there like um are they having fun and also just seeing bodies that were so far from what I saw myself as and 
also like a lot of the men in porn are just so gross like i don't want to even see you guys at all they're never like the guys that you actually fancy and when they are when they are it always comes out there's something fucks up about them like does does anyone remember james g oh why you were so attractive and you just had to fuck it all up by being a goddamn ah yeah absolutely it's like there's no one that looks like people you want to fuck. And so mm-hmm. when reading porn, you get to put whoever you want on those yeah. characters. Yeah. And mm-hmm. It's also like a great way to have more diversity in sex and pornography because like I really do go after different types of people to write their stories and I ask them to describe their bodies and like be really Mm. specific details so that there are Mm. like you know you don't necessarily see yourself in those stories but you're seeing like every person having sex enjoying sex like deserving pleasure and I think that's a really beautiful thing for whatever reason like when I was younger I got my hands on a Jackie Collins novel and it was super pornographic and I just remember like that was such a formative moment for me like wow this is hot I want to reread the sentence I love the visuals that are like in my mind and you can really dwell in that place whereas like visual porn it's going so fast like it's like and then it's over and I think it's much more like foreplay much more um for a lot of women I think like you want to ease into it and it's not like you may not be like masturbating while you're reading but it's like you're getting into the zone of feeling turned on the first ever like story book that I read that had sex in it was the horse whisperer and that's like what got me into weirdly having like like romance novels and sexy scenes in books and I know that it's like such, it's like probably got the shortest sex scene in it ever. But my mum had, I'd like tried to read it when I was like maybe 14 or something. Cause I was like, ooh, horses. And she was like, mm, maybe leave this one until you're 16. <laughs> so I read it when I was 16 and was obsessed. Mm. And now that has just clocked in my brain why I'm so turned on by cowboys. Cause it was the first ooh, ever erotic yeah. thing that I ever read. Yeah, that's interesting. Although, how does it explain everyone else who's into cowboys who hasn't read that? I don't know. Maybe cowboys are just fucking hot, man. They yeah. are. Yeah, they, they are my fucking obsession. Hot. Yeah. We actually have yeah, yeah, yeah. a cowboy story on Aurora, and it's like it's a real story, and it's really oh god, hot. oh my god, yeah. you're gonna have to read it and I then tell me how good it is. For and, um, yeah. I I was just thinking the first erotic story. The thing is, you're gonna. I'm going to be heavily judged for this <laughs> because it's not an erotic story. It wasn't written to cause pleasure. It was written to cause discomfort. It was from Stephen King's It with Pennywise. So, <laughs> um, And I remember there's a really fucking graphic part in there and it's not really sex related. It's just like a, a really scary scene. And I remember being obsessed with this scene over reading it over and over again. It's fucked up. The book Whoa. is nothing like the movies, nothing like the original film with Tim Curry. And then the, the, the later films, the more modern one, it is vile. Some of the stuff that is written in there, it is fucked up. And I remember being so into it. <laughs> wow. Was it sex? Was it sexy? Like what was it about it? That it made was it not sexy? sexy. It was fucked up Florence. It's like <laughs> hardcore levels of fucked up. Think about like, like I'm into fucked up shit, but this is like 
fucked up or beyond fucked up and we all know Stephen King's fucked up anyway because he did this whole weird orgy scene at the end of the books with all the kids fucking each other to try and overcome the clown demon that's not the scene I'm talking about that was less fucked up than the scene I'm talking about okay I'm gonna put a trigger warning here for abuse and sexual abuse um, because her dad used to beat her and be overtly sexual and weird anyway she goes back to this house and the clown is there, but disguised as her dad. And basically, like, it's just fucked up, guys. Like, you could just imagine, like, oh, it's everything insane. wrong that is nasty. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I remember being like, oh, my God, this is fucking great. This is, this is so where fucked your, up. This is where your daddy issues come from. I don't know if it... No, no, no. My daddy issues come <laughs> from daddy. We know that. We know, like, Let's not <laughs> be around the bush. They make you enjoy that. <laughs> it, it's all connected. Yeah. <laughs> It's yeah. all it's all fucking connected. Like, oh, I'm like, Daddy loved me. Yeah. But anyway, there's this like line that he says in there where he's like, Oh no, I can't say it. It's really fucked up. I can't say it. I think that is actually wait, I'll say it and then you can decide whether or not we have to cut it out. Okay. <laughs> in the line it says this okay, this is really fucked up. Um the line says I beat you because I wanted to fuck you. I wanna suck your clitty, Beth. I want to suck it, bevy. And it's just like, and I was that's like, that's in the book. That's in the fucking book. Stephen King that's was insane. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I am not condoning any non consensual sex. I'm not condoning incest, but in the world of fantasy, it was fucking perfect in my head. It was great. I've always wow. been into some fucked up. I mean, we all know that. Yeah. I mean, incest porn is like a thing for a reason. Like, people it's are huge. Actually- into yeah. it because it's people like get off on things being very wrong and yeah. they're like this is yes. so wrong it's right it's like me mm. and anal i'm like this is so gross it's turning me on so yes. much it's the taboo <laughs> we are turned on by taboo if it wasn't taboo we probably wouldn't be into it that is why it's so fucked up we enjoy the squirmy squeaming like shame and like feeling around that and i love that part well you know in um what was it? The new Game of Thrones, the dry. What was it called? Oh, dragon. Uh, House, of, House dragon. of Dragon. House of Dragon. Yeah. Um, and the bit where her and her uncle were like in it, bro. I was like, damn, why is this turning me on? Fuck. I mean, that's also like super common. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. In like the, medieval the times, shit, old right? times. This is how <laughs> they get around it in porn because technically you're not allowed to have incest, so they just put step in front of everything, and then that makes it okay. But it's just like <laughs> yes. we all know what you're actually wanting here yeah come on guys yeah let's own up to our fuckery anyway away from the fantasy stories well i was gonna say actually so there's a story on aurora that is real but it's a woman who kind of explores um as a feminist how she balances going into these chat rooms that are called like degrade and abuse and it's all Mm. these men who like are kind of like incel types and saying (laughs) fucked up shit to her and she's like giving them whatever they want photos videos of her whatever and like Mm. she's you know it's so against like who she is politically and who she is like outside of sex stuff but how much she enjoys it Mm -hmm. and you know, getting back to incest (laughs) as we were. So (laughs) I ask questions on our Instagram each week that kind of uh, connect to the story. And that week I asked like, what's a fantasy that you have that 
is totally against like what you believe in like what you stand for and um somebody wrote in and I guess trigger warning for this incest and rape um Mm -hmm. that Mm -hmm. she fantasized about her dad raping her when she was like a young person like 16 something like that fascinating I just posted it because I think like part of why I do the work that I do is because I'm just really curious interested in like people's stuff and I don't Mm -hmm. judge it I just I'm sharing back what people shared to me and the response was insane and it was one of those times where I like posted and then I like put my phone down and went to do something and a couple hours later I came back and I was like oh shit like people were pissed about this incest thing and it's like first of all it's a fucking fantasy like you can't be Mm -hmm piss at people for fantasies but it is interesting like how upset people get and like to like try to police other people's sexual fantasies it's like Mm -hmm. and writing is a great way as well or reading it is a great way to like not have people act stuff out in real life that could be weird or uncomfortable you know exactly it's it's just like it's allowing your fantasy to grow in a safe environment the reason why it it's staying on the page there is no one being harmed there is no one even having any physical touch or it like these people might not even exist and it can still really rile people up but it's such a it is a safe way to be able to express your deep dark fantasies it gets complicated when suddenly you're paying performers to do these acts like that can that can be complicated but you're you're make it's make believe you're allowed to just go fucking wild we shouldn't be judging i even think that porn's a good way for people to uh, experience like very hardcore stuff as well with people that are professionals and stuff like that obviously mm-hmm. if it's very like consensual well-made stuff because obviously there's a lot of stuff out there that isn't and it actually just gets yes. quite problematic Absolutely. but like if it is like well-made and consensual then it could be a good place to explore it made me think of like when everyone got really angry about computer games that had shooting and killing people and like stuff like that in it like gta like when all the mums were against gta yes and it's yeah, like yeah, yeah. well that really blew up if people want to let out their anger and shoot some people on a computer game it's better than them doing it in real life yeah. yeah and also like how how can we judge you know we judge porn we judge computer games but also like the the cinema industry right we can think of we judge ourselves for thinking, just literally thinking about really taboo acts like incest or rape or anything like that. And yet we can depict it in a movie and that's celebrated. You know, we mm. can see the most gory violence and it's like, wow, look at this horror film. But I, I do recognise that with movies you're going in already expecting what to see with porn because it's unregulated you might watch a video that starts off completely normal and then before you know it you're watching spanking and then choking and then non-consensual play and you haven't even realized you've gone down that hole and you just think that that's the way that everybody wants to have sex or that's the way you want to have sex apparently it's becoming apparent that choking is becoming a real issue in intimate relationships 
relationships because of porn. So, wow. yeah. um, you know, like I even have a complicated relationship with choking where I'm like, yes, I want to be choked. And then it happens and I'm like, oh, do I like that? Do I oh, think really? I like that? Because I've watched that in porn. That's so and there's a very, very fine line with choking because having somebody's hand on your neck is different to different ways of being choked and different moments of being choked. You could go in for a first kiss with somebody and they can grab your neck too that just that little bit too hard or they can lightly put their hand on your neck and gauge or even better yet ask permission like do you like my hand there best way mm. to do it. But that can really shock a lot of people and I think a lot of women particularly like I am supposed to like this. You know, I'm submissive. I enjoy being choked in the bedroom. So why don't I like this? And then guys are like, oh, girls love this. You know, it's that is a horrific generalization. But I, I keep hearing along the grapevine that choking is becoming a real issue between people and intimacy. And it's very confusing and complicated. I feel like it's one of those things where it's like almost the most mainstream BDSM thing that you can it do. It is, really yeah, choking thing that people kinky. can like. Everybody wants their toe to be kinky. In. Yeah, and it's yeah. not even spanking. I don't really see a lot of spanking. I see like an R slap here and there, like a jokey yeah. R slap. But choking is always there in hardcore porn, always. And it's mm. it's like, do I like that? Don't I like that? Sometimes when I've been choked too much, I'm like oh fuck that's that's actually too much like I've not enjoyed that I've not enjoyed where you've put your hands the position yeah. it's been it's hard to fucking know how to do it exact fine line this is it fine it's line. super dangerous yeah. if they don't know how if they don't like... know how to do it yeah you can crush yeah. a windpipe you gotta know how to do it remember everybody you do not choke down and stop them breathing you're choking up and stopping the blood flow that is is a better choke, but look it up if you're if you if you want to choke people. I love I know. choking. So I'm <laughs> fucking sweating. My pussy is moist. This is just confusing, right? But that's because in our heads, being choked in our heads in the literature, being choked is done in our most perfect way. It doesn't mm. hurt. It feels sexy. It feels like like dominating in the right way. But in reality, that fine line is so easily broken and it can become scary or too much way, way too quick. Okay, well, back (laughs) to Carly. (laughs) Tell us your fuck story. We wanna, we wanna know. Oh yes, yes, need to know this. Okay, yes, I've been, as I said, preparing all day. I was like, oh shit. And like, I also, I like looking back on all of my crazy experiences from being a little bit younger. I'm like, this is like, it's holy shit. But it's like, also, I'm like, oh, no, girl, why'd you do that? <laughs> no, I mean, we, we got to do these things to learn the hard way sometimes. <laughs> yes, indeed. Yeah. So worst fuck, I for a while was dating this guy and like it was a very like he was avoidant attachment style I'm mm-hmm. anxious attachment style so it's like Jesus. very push pull very mm-hmm. stressful relationship and I was just like a stressed out person during this time and we did still have sex occasionally and at one point we were having sex and right as I was about to orgasm I got this splitting headache it oh, came God. on like fucking insane i've never had this experience i've never I've, had a migraine i've had and that then, i've had that yeah 
and yeah, it's really an fucked. actual thing so yeah. I then like after we finished having sex like it didn't go away but it was like splitting <gasps> like I had to stop so it lasted for like hours after that oh and my then God. the next time we had sex the same thing happened <gasps> and I started what? to feel that I was never going to be able to have an orgasm again <laughs> without having this like simultaneous terrible fucking headache and I like was online looking this shit up and it's real it's like this can happen like it's sex induced and like you know people were saying like yeah sometimes it goes away sometimes it doesn't and like we ended up breaking up but like for a long time I was even afraid to masturbate because I was like oh my god what if I get this terrible fucking headache and it wasn't like it hits and goes away it's like it would stay with you okay that's fucked up mine didn't stay but geez and and like, would that happen every time or was it yes. just like the... Yes, <gasps> but it was like only for a, this chunk of time that I was mm. with this guy and like very unhappy and stressed. So I think Whoa. it was stress related. Yeah. So if you're getting like terrible headaches during sex, the answer is like get out of the fucking relationship. Yeah. Our bodies do the craziest things sometimes to like tell us to get out of a situation. Yes, yep. and we and we ignore it. We happily ignore it. Like, you know, we're getting body rashes and we're like, oh yeah, I'm a bit stressed about work. And it's like, no, <laughs> you're getting a rash because you're stressed. Or like in your case, a splitting sex migraine. And it's yeah. like, oh, I wonder what that could be. The, the, it's just like, fuck, yeah. yeah. But not always, okay? If you're having like a migraine during sex, that might not mean that the relationship is awful. You need to get out. <laughs> yeah. Like I definitely had that in um, mine and Thomas's relationship, but only once and that came out came about but it's indicative of stress i must have been extremely stressed during that time something's gotta change what is the like wildest thing that anyone's written in considering that all of the stories are true stories there's one thing that i sometimes i don't publish stuff if it's a person that like didn't follow directions like i get a lot of uh submissions from straight men writing as if they're in a lesbian relationship like they're writing as women and I'm like no no stop this isn't this isn't it please um but I did get a (laughs) submission that felt very real it felt a little bit too uh complicated I think for our readers Mm. but it was a person who had like a um well, I would say like daddy, little girl, but it wasn't like yeah. just little girl. It was like wearing diapers and baby oh, stuff. Oh, like little, um, little girl, adult baby situation. Yeah. Fuck. And so like the diaper, so- it, it was like, again, like I'm never going to yuck somebody's young. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But- I'm super down was- to do diaper play, by the way, nappies and shit. Like, let's fucking go. <laughs> Yeah, there was some like, there was that. And then there was like a third person that came into the situation. It was just like very complicated and like a little too on the line of like, are people going to feel okay with this? Even though it was like all consensual and they were all adults, it mm-hmm. felt yeah something, you know, just yeah. And on on top of which, if you had a reaction from that other story, you have to read the room sometimes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Is there like a most popular genre that people submit? Threesomes. Always, obvious, right? I feel, right? So, yeah. It's the same with porn. That's supposed to be Classic. the most searched for term in pornography is threesomes. We fucking love to see it. What is it about yeah. threesomes? Because like when you're actually doing them in reality, like they're fun. It's just like they're not as good as partner 
two and one and one sex. You know what? I feel like you're not wrong. The fantasy of a threesome is so much better than the reality of a threesome. Threesomes can either be quite disappointing or complicated or extremely overwhelming. Um, yeah. Sorry, yeah. So what? What like is that? Is it just threesomes, or is there like you know, is it two girls, one guy, two guys, one girl? Two guys, one girl is definitely a big one, and we have had a story where somebody accomplished that. That's always been like a fantasy of mine, and actually. As you were saying this, it kind of like reminded me of another worst fuck because I didn't have it. It was this guy that I had been with before and it was the night of um, the election between Hillary Clinton and Donald Trump. And this guy was French. He had his French friend. And so his friend started touching me and I was like, wait. And I asked him, like, is there like, are we gonna, you know? And he was like, yeah. And they tried to get me to go back to the hotel with them. But I was like in tears. I was like distraught. I I couldn't fuck. Distraught. I was like so upset <laughs> at what was happening that I like missed my fucking opportunity. And, oh, that's so um, disappointing Trump as well. <laughs> made you miss your threesome. Yeah, ruined in addition to everything dreams. else he fucked up. Yeah. He also fucked up my fantasy threesome like with two french dudes as well who probably just didn't even give a fuck what was going on with the election they They didn't they thought it was like funny but then it came for them a few years later you know like then it was like "Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. now you understand but yeah that was rough so threesome's a big one also her and her so i think a lot Mm -hmm. of people have by curiosity um so that's like definitely our two biggest categories and then i would say that most popular like as writers submitting stuff it's a lot of um cheating actually and that's something that i struggle with because it's like i don't think it's a great thing but it's also such a reality in the society we live in um, where we're all like composed to be monogamous but Mm. i think that for people the their affairs are these really memorable and life-changing experiences so they want to write about them it's like they have this amazing sex and they want to share it and so we do have a lot of stories about cheating and affairs i wrote a story about cheating in my book as well like what it was one of the things to tick off um yeah someone fucking their boyfriend's best friend it see that's a good one for fantasy in reality like fucking blow up that your would life like be, that yeah that would be crazy but you hear that story happens yeah. so many times it's like wife left husband at the altar for their best mate or like you know the opposite way around i was gonna say why are we why are we hating on the woman here like why is she the sabotager <laughs> i mean go True. her to be honest uh, fucking uh yeah but you're right there's something off about like Yes, the fantasy is hot, but when it's these real stories, there's there's a it's almost like a uh, it's like an obligation to like say something. It's just like, do they know? Like like does somebody know? Are people just getting off to somebody's story where some like person just oh. has no idea they've been cheated on for years? Oh my yeah. god, I just clocked that. So the people that are submitting to you are like actually cheating and they're writing about it. Yeah. 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 Oh, wow. It's yeah, so not, not even I would be say a it's not like fantasy. ongoing affairs, but it's like a one-time affair or like a lot of the stories too are 
having an affair when you're in a relationship that isn't good and then mm, you're leaving yeah. that relationship. So it's yeah. kind of like that exodus story, which I think is really powerful. It's really like impactful yeah. on the writer. And it does also share kind of a perspective for readers of like, this is what's possible if you're unhappy. Not that cheating is the way to get there, but I think it is really common for people to cheat in unhappy relationships and then leave. It's so true. Do you think we shame on cheating too much? Like, I want, because it's so common for people to do, and there's always, well, most often, like a underlying reason for people to be acting out on that behavior. And yeah, always. There's, the people don't do it just to hurt the other person. They're doing it because of their own issues or their own hurt. Right, but yeah, right. I, 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 it also depends on how you've been brought up. Like, I definitely... And I probably still have those feelings of like shaming people that cheat. And I've definitely done that in the past. But that's also my parents brought me up like that. My mum was so fucking cutthroat. She was literally like, cheating on your partner is worse than murder. You know, like it was <laughs> so, yeah, it was Deep. so Had like, she been bad. cheated on? No, she, uh, she hadn't been cheated on, but she had felt betrayed. Okay. I think that people that experience it do tend to have that reaction. And I do like content warnings on my stories because I know some people don't want to read that. Um, Yeah, yeah. I feel like when I was younger, I cheated a lot because I Mm. also have daddy issues and I needed that stable (laughs) partner. I needed somebody Mm. to love me, but I also was a slut and wanted to explore and like fuck everyone. And so I did nearly, I nearly cheated once when I was um 19 and I was it was but it was for that exact same reason where it was just like I was in a really good stable relationship for two years and it just got into this point where I was like I want to fuck other people so bad yeah yeah but can't can't get out of the relationship yeah I just cheating is just not as simple as like you cheated you did a bad thing it is never that simple it is always so complicated I have put like I put myself on a pedestal because I'm like yeah I've never cheated but in reality I've just never really had a monogamous relationship because I know that (laughs) if I was if I had a monogamous relationship knowing the sexual appetite that I have I would fucking cheat or it would just be it would awful it would be awful I like hell would break loose or I would be fucking miserable for years isn't it cool how talking about erotic stories has just like made us like chat about so many different sexual situations and I think that's why they're so cool because it it allows you to explore so many different parts of yourself through reading other people's experiences yeah I I, I did also want to flag we've mentioned daddy issues as like a fun term so many times let me make this clear we are all (laughs) self-proclaimed have daddy issues but that's because (laughs) everyone has mummy and daddy issues and we're just the ones that have actually recognized that want to make that fucking clear it's just parental issues all round please don't mishear us when we say oh daddy issues that's why we're into like incest and rape <laughs> fantasies <laughs> because people yeah like oh, because like you know that's why I'm a sex worker doing a sex podcast you know it's just like everyone has motherfucking parental issues and it's yeah. fun to poke fun at it you know you got to laugh at the bad sometimes yeah i mean i feel like i do what i do today because 
you know, I didn't really have a very good representation of what a relationship was growing up Mm -hmm. from my parents' relationship. And it's like been my purpose to teach other people how to make that better from themselves because of that experience. I wanted to ask a question about why is erotic literature always written for women? And what are your thoughts around men reading? Yeah, that's a really good question. And also like romance novels, at least in the US, are always the highest selling books. Like, and women have a lot of buying power, right? Like we saw that with Barbie, the movie. Um, Yeah, I think it's because women, and I don't want to generalize, but I think a lot of women need more or want more foreplay and also want more of the emotional and intellectual aspects of being seduced and sex like I think just sex which is a lot of pornography isn't enough for women and they want the story they want to get to know the people and be a part of that world and kind of escape into it and have even if it's a real story a fantasy like I think that women use their imaginations a lot more than men do men Mm -hmm. are visual like I I hate these generalizations but I think it's kind of true like Mm -hmm. I'm definitely a very just because of the way we've been taught about our bodies exactly Mm -hmm. I don't think it's necessarily like scientific fact that women are more visual uh less visual and men are more visual but I think because of the way that we've all been taught about sex men don't seem to connect to that side of themselves because they see it as anti-masculine. Yeah. Yeah. And also men's arousal is based mainly on visuals and women's is mainly based on mental stimulation. I read up on all that stuff because I was doing an article about my book when I was publicising it. And actually there's no scientific evidence of that. In fact, it's actually the opposite. When men and women are both shown visual turn-ons, both genders brains react in exactly the same way that would make sense i I think maybe also porn has played a huge part in changing that like we think that men's arousal is based on visuals but actually we're both the same humans it's just like there is something more masculine about watching like um just like hardcore fucking than having to read paragraphs and paragraphs to get to the good good but i know that I know that reading erotic literature is so much better for you, better for your body, for your brain, for your sexual appetite, for you, for the way that you come, than getting that instant gratification from porn. Porn can be addictive and can be really damaging. We're not saying porn is bad, but if you have an addictive personality, it can even change the way that you orgasm watching porn. It can make it really fucking hard. I've noticed a massive change in my masturbation habits by not watching the same amount of porn that I used to like scrolling for fucking hours and waiting for a good moment and really struggling to orgasm to when I read erotic literature or when I fantasize in my head and really build it up slowly like I have way better orgasms and it's so much easier for me to come with partners it just yeah but that that takes time reading erotic literature is almost hard work for a lot of people especially if that's not their learning skill anyway reading kind of sucks it's almost like you need to get like (laughs) fucking something to read it out for you and then it's like oh yeah it's all complicated but you can get into it like just think of something that's like really hot 
and and just search for it. Just fucking Google that shit, or go to go to a raw. You know. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny because like I so I met my current partner when I was launching Aurora. So he's like really like from our first date, he's known what I'm doing. He's been very supportive. And I make him do boner tests for stories, like especially ones that I write because I'm like, I don't know, like whatever. And uh, yeah, like he does get turned on by them. And he also will use moves like we were hooking up once and he did part of that story on me and I was like is this this week's story and he it was like yes and so there is this opportunity I think especially for straight men because the bulk of the stories are written by straight women so for straight men to read this stuff it's like what an education like how to Mm -hmm. how to please a woman where a woman is at in her mind like when you're hooking up and before that and what she's thinking and wanting and like fantasizing about like and I love the idea of straight men supporting Aurora because it is really a space it is a space for women and queer people but Mm -hmm. to support that and support the space for women to tell their stories I think that's really cool I don't like I don't market to straight men because I'm like kind of kind of hate you but <laughs> i but i feel like i should i eventually i'll get there and i'll be like okay guys we actually um we only had one story on the site written by a straight man and mm-hmm. it was about um how like attracted he was and like how badly he wanted to fuck his wife right after she gave birth but like so they couldn't get there because they had this baby yeah it's like i had never heard a story like that and i love the idea that women don't usually feel sexualized after giving birth and I think that's awesome like yeah he wanted to fuck her like he was so turned on by the fact that she had just had their baby all this stuff oh my god that's Um, so my mind is blown wow that's so yeah and that was the only story we had for like three years until recently we just got a couple one more story and then I really like on our Instagram was like okay this is the second ever story from a straight man's perspective yeah and I asked for more submissions and we have been getting some and some of them are really good some of them are not but some of them (laughs) I would be so intrigued to read things from a guy's perspective I one of my one of my Mm. stories in the book was uh POV from the guy's perspective and I enjoyed writing that one more like more than a lot of them because I was so turned on by the idea of a guy really fucking enjoying his partner and like Mm. hearing the praise and you know like just enjoying every inch of her body and yeah there was something really really hot about that and yeah, so I would I would be up for hearing more men writing literature like this and like hearing their experience of partners. It's also a turn on knowing that they're sitting there taking the time to write something like this, sitting mm-hmm. there getting turned on about their own imagination rather than yeah. what we what we think of as just porn. It's so hard finding what you want, especially if you're looking for something specific and very niche, which in my world is like tickle erotic stuff. Well, you have to write it. You could write your story and then provide that content for other people. Like whenever people are like, I want this kind of story. I'm like, yes, write it. Yes, write <laughs> it. Publish it. Like yeah. we can make this happen. 
Yes, I just, I would love to write my own shit, but like writing just doesn't work for me. I could say it on video, I could do it in a voice note, but as soon as it comes from my brain to typing, it doesn't work. How can I get what's in here on on a page in writing? Like, how do you do it, Florence? How do I do it? Yeah. I, I don't know. I like, I writing is really easy for me. Um, you'll hate to hear and I <laughs> All like right, fuck you very as much soon then, as, <laughs> as soon as I have like an image in my brain I'm just like playing out a movie in my head and I'm just writing down everything that I want to happen and everything mm. that I feel and then you go back through it I'm sure Carly you do the same thing right yeah I was gonna say Reed if you have trouble writing you should just record it and then you can have somebody type that out or like AI can type it out or if you want to submit to Aurora, then record it and send me the voice note and I'll transcribe it. Because oh, like, if you have shit. trouble writing, it's so easy to just, if you can talk about it, then talk about it. Yeah, it's well, just, you know. yeah, it's quite hard to talk about like the deepest, darkest fantasy that you want, especially when fetishes, fetishes are involved. There's always like fun elements of shame in there as well. <laughs> yeah. So having a human go through that, go through your brain with a fine tooth comb yeah it's quite, yeah it quite is intense. I think that one of the most beautiful things about Aurora that I feel is like that people trust me with these stories because yeah. absolutely like you're sending your deepest most sometimes most uh secret or weird shit to mm-hmm. this person on the internet and so yeah. I feel really grateful that people trust the space that it is a safe space to do that and um I still work with writers one-on-one so like when I get a submission if I see any potential in it I will go back with edits and try to get them to go deeper because I think a lot of it is they start out with the story and they just tell the story as it is but like I do want to know the motivations I want to know the uh, who this character is like what kind of art they have on their walls what they Mm -hmm. eat for breakfast how their body looks like every scar birthmark like you know all these imperfections make the characters human and they are real so it's like the process of writing real erotica is uh, really therapeutic, really cathartic, and yes. it can be really connective if you are in a relationship or yeah. something even to do like with a lover, like to scan each other's bodies and write about them. And um, and I also always encourage people to write about their own bodies in a way of like, you know, seduce the reader, like tell the reader how fuckable you are. And I think that's <laughs> I really a really empowering that. exercise. That is a really good self-love exercise to do. That's a really good idea. I feel like all the curious fuckers, if they take anything away from this episode, write an erotic story about your own body. Oh, Mm. yeah. Uh, Or like your best fuck experience or the fuck experience that you can't wait to have or want to have. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. that you get loads of submissions from I do too yeah yeah and the other thing I would say about like fantasy is like we don't publish like fantasy fanfic type stuff but if you have a fantasy about a real person in your life you can definitely write about that like it's just like rooted in reality so if you're like you know constantly dreaming about somebody that Not you like know Jason or even it can even be a celebrity <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you can write that jokes. okay I love you can that. 
This is amazing. Um, we need to wrap up, but before we go, please tell us your fuck off story. Yeah. Okay. Buckle up. <laughs> I'm buckled in. <laughs> it's a little. It's a little long, so stay with me. Um, so I met this guy. I had just got out of a bad relationship, and it was like, okay, this is going to be a great rebound. Like really simple, easy. And then we started hanging out, started fucking, and really quickly into it, sex was good. Sex was great. But he started to do, like, fuckboy shit, like, just disappear. Like, he would make a plan with me, and then he would not show up or not call me, not text back. Like, and then a couple months later, he would booty call me, and, like, I would just show up every time. Like, because as he was, like withholding from me just made me want him more right and this went on for years and I would like see him in person and I'd be like delete my fucking number do not contact me and then like six months later he'd send me like a fucking Facebook message like he couldn't let me go and then he would call me back and I would go back until one day he died what and it was like (laughs) wait We were, like, texting, and I sent him back a text, and then I got a response that was, like, hey, this is name, his name's girlfriend. He was, like, in a relationship, which I also didn't know. This was years after we started hooking up. What the fuck? And she was, like, something bad happened to this (gasps) guy. And I was, like, I didn't believe her. Like, I didn't – I thought it was him, like, fucking with me. Yeah. But – it wasn't it like he literally just died like in the midst of our like back and forth like he fully disappeared wait so she must have seen all those texts oh right? my god that's right? fucking horrible <laughs> your boyfriend dies and then you find out you've been cheated on by him yeah how Fuck. would you even feel my brain is doing gymnastics well it's weird stuff like there's a lot there's other slight details like Mm -hmm. she did they weren't engaged and then like at the funeral she decided that she was his fiance like in the obituary like she named herself and um because she said she found like a note that was like when i propose to this person i'm gonna play this song something but it's like he didn't ever propose but it was like she did go through all his shit so i'm sure i wasn't the only one that oh, he was no. doing this with because he was such a fuck boy and like Jesus. i'm talking years like we went back and forth for five years it makes sense why he kept dropping off though because he was yeah. in a long-term a relationship. relationship yeah yeah oh my yeah. god that's oh. unbelievable grief you know is what? wild as well what the hell i always yeah think like if anyone you know and if anyone ghosts you I'm always like wow what if they died and like yeah you never knew he actually did yeah exactly so that's always a possibility but I have to say too it's like (laughs) and I mean no harm in this like I did grieve in a really interesting way because Mm. it was like you know I cared about him but also he was so fucking toxic and like the best thing that could have happened was for him to fucking disappear. <laughs> and he did. He, he did the ultimate disappearance. Death. I understand where your grief went to in that 
in that space because I think grief makes us think crazy shit. And especially as he really played you and yeah like what the hell the toxicity makes you go even crazier that is oh totally and it makes you feel that the sex is better than it actually is you know what i mean toxic sex it yeah it makes you it tricks you into believing it's the best sex because it's that push pull all the Mm -hmm. time and you're finally getting what you want you're finally getting that connection but it's Mm -hmm. the most dangerous form of sex and it's the most like fucked up it's not it's not okay Oh, God, I really, really sympathise there. Well, yeah, on that deathly note. um, (laughs) On that deathly note. Sorry, sorry to leave it on that. (laughs) Oh, fuck. I mean, people die all the time. It's just, fuck. But you're not usually, like, fucking them. I mean, actually, (laughs) somebody's always probably fucking someone. You know, that's life. That is, yeah, that is life. all the things. Um, Well, yeah, shout out to... The fake fiance that's mad um, yeah. fake fiance <laughs> grief is fucking wild <laughs> oh rest in peace though for real yeah to yeah. the fuck boys out he there he would love this he would love getting talked about <laughs> of course he's like he he's it. like in heaven slash hell wherever he is right now being like yes <laughs> oh, like loving this shit three beautiful women talking about me <laughs> exactly he would love it people are gonna think we're so fucked up for just joking about oh this. my god this is the most <laughs> fucked up episode but you know what I it love is it. I, love I love it, it. and it. everyone listening to this loves it too it loves it they fucking better. You know, like you're just as fucked up in your mind. It's just we come out and say it, bro. (laughs) It's true. I've always felt that. Yeah. So, Carly, it's honestly been amazing having you on the podcast. We've dipped in and out of erotic literature, but it's been such a good episode. For the people listening here, where can they find your content? Where can they find your written work? Yeah, so Aurora is on Instagram, read Aurora, and the website is also readaurora.com. How do you spell Aurora just for the people that might not know? A-U-R-O-R-E. Yeah, amazing. And are you on Instagram as well? Can people follow you? Yeah, my handle is Carly Dangerous. I'm like pretty boring because I put all of my good stuff on Aurora. But hey, yes, yeah, love- come find me. I'll be posting Martha's Vineyard content for the next couple weeks. Oh, my God. And I know loads of people are like literally quickly looking for that daddy incest content as well. I bet you. I fucking bet you. I'll I'll fucking pin that to the top. (laughs) Get your account, get like fully deactivated. I know. And people are like, I tried to look her up, but there's no account under that name. Fuck. Everybody, we hope you've enjoyed this amazing episode. It's been fantastic. Of course, if you want to keep up to date with everything that Florence and I are doing, you can follow our Instagram at Come Curious and our personal accounts at Florence Bark and Read Amber X. And remember to give us a rating and a review and actually fucking do it this time because it means... Dom mummy coming out. Sorry, my Dom... Yeah, Dom mummy side. You better fucking do it. Um... (laughs) Because it helps get this podcast into more people's ears and we want to grow our baby so that more people can have sex positive, luxuriously connected lives with the, their own bodies and partners. Yeah, amazing. And of course, follow our Patreon and of course our OnlyFans accounts because yo, it's popping off. Not sure you're going to see much like daddy incest porn on there, but you know... <laughs> You no. can only dream, right? <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, no.
no. Oh my god, me. do no, you're gonna make me puke. I'm dying. I'm dying. <laughs> <laughs> All right, curious fuckers. See you next Thursday. Goodbye. Love you all. Bye. Mwah. In the 1970s, John Todd burst onto the evangelical scene with a shocking tale. He claimed to be a former witch involved in a then unheard of secret organization called the Illuminati and urged Christians to prepare for a violent world takeover. First of all, the number one weapon in everybody's home should be a 12-gauge pump shotgun. Hear the amazing story of one of the originators of the modern-day conspiracy theory. From Magnificent Noise and Sony Music Entertainment, this is Cover Up, The Conspiracy Tapes.